Ja, dit is Tijd voor Business Lunch with Lindy. Uh, Lindy, goeiemiddag en ek sien jy het sommer iemand saamgebring wat jy baie lang al ken. Christy, every now and again, I get the amazing privilege to meet up with an old friend and that's someone that I've known for a long time. Craig Gormack, the salt chef, welcome in the studio. Thanks, Lindy. It's such an honor to be here with you. Um, I have great respect for you and the work you do, and also just our journeys uh, passing and through time, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's about over the last 10 years, but take us back. Um, you are definitely the world's only salt chef, but where did it all begin for you, Craig? I know, um, you know, way back, but yeah, the journey of owning your own restaurant, where did it all begin for you? Sure. Uh, it was kind of something that landed on my lap and I believe it was destiny uh, in a sense of we get given goals and things and opportunities. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, yeah in life to, to pursue. And I've kind of kept with it. I have this burning desire that it is my necessity to be able to pull off something like this. Um, and salt was very special for me. I never saw it coming. I did a food demonstration in Stellenbosch at one of the food shows. And as I say, the rest is history. I started researching salt. I realized there was something unique about it and the questions asked I had no answers for. Um, and there were only three salts around at the time in South Africa that one could get one one's hands on. And which were those? So those were like Khoisan, uh, Himalayan rock salt, Melden. Those were like pretty much it. Yeah, those are the like um, well-known ones, correct. right? Correct. Yeah, correct. So okay. then that led me to conversations, reading books. Uh, I read a 600-page book on salt, which was absolutely boring uh, for the first 150 <laughs> I <can> pages. Imagine. <laughs> so um, then it started talking about food, and then I came alive. Then the book was finished quite quickly after that. But um, it inspired me to create dinners. Uh, so when we had the restaurant at Overture, I used to, on nights that we didn't work, uh, run these dinners. And 30 incredible people arrived at these dinners once every quarter. And uh, I told them my story about salt, building it in with what I read, what I tasted, what I could purchase, and just turning it into a bit of an experience, as we call it today. I know that you've got an astounding collection of salt. Just remind us how many different salt varieties do you have? Uh, this morning, I was going to show you as well. I've got my 227th salt that I've just got. And it's natural occurring salts from all over the world. Uh, we're actually putting something together as a shoot now to actually prove that it's true. And we're busy with uh, Guinness World Book as well trying to submit the biggest salt collection in the world. Um, 227 <laughs> salts. Yeah. So, uh, you know, from, from where? Give us some idea. What has been some of the most weird and wonderful salts that you've, that you've got? Sure. That's a big question. So I'm actually sorting through them at the minute into countries or regions um, to try and sort of put them into this little shoot that we're doing mm. in the week. And um, there's some beautiful salts. I've got like salts from Thailand that I got this morning. I've got mm. a Scottish salt. I have literally from every continent, I got from New Zealand, I got from Australia, I got from Poland, I got from Slovenia. And every continent virtually and country has salt on it in some form or way. So, but you say natural occurring salt, so mm. it's salt from the earth, literally speaking. Correct, yeah. So the, we split it into two components. Uh, one would be your natural occurring, which is what I like to collect. No additives, comes from source, it's the terroir based, almost like wine. Um, and then you have your commercial salts, which are your salts that are manipulated a little bit, and we leave it at that. Mm. Um, those are the ones we don't want to collect. <laughs> I'm sure. Do Do you find that 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 um, you are being contacted by people across the globe to tell you, hey, listen, I've got a salt, which you want? Yes. So that's how the collection grew so quickly. So when I started off, I used to phone and email people. And they were looking at me and asking questions. Who are you? What do you want from us? Because no one ever wants to know anything about salt. We sell yeah. it and that's it. Yes. Um, so that 
collection was slow and steady and started to build quite nicely. And then obviously you hit these patches where nothing happens. And then over the years, we've had restaurants as well in the area of Somerset West and the Winelands. And uh, people come back with, look what I brought you. And those are our regular guests, which really helped my collection. And it's so nice that people connect with it. And I think as soon as you start to educate people in the differences of quality, it's like an entry-level wine to a a really Mm. top-end wine and just making people aware of what's out there and just the interest in something unusual or different. You know, I'm listening to you thinking that salt is such an overlooked ingredient, but talking to a chef, I can just imagine how uninformed I sound, but it's like it can make or break a dish, right? Correct. Yeah. So yes, all the variations of salt come in different colors, uh, shapes, textures, uh, intensity of salt, and they're all different, but essentially they they in um, sodium chloride and um, they're not going to change too much other than they taste like salt. One or two are quite unique. But no, you're not. Uh, for myself, even 15 years ago, when I began with this journey, uh, did I only realize there was more to salt than that. And that's where the journey started. It was trying to source. So there's about 15 techniques of making salt in the world today. No one knows that. No one thinks twice. But even chefs actually have this perception that they season well, and they do, but everyone's palate's completely different. So I actually have the arrogance of putting salt on the table where everyone's taking it off because they're so good at being able to season, but in actual fact, people can't season well. And that's okay. something I've noticed. And that's what makes our food, I think, better than most. It's just using salt, nothing oh, more. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, how do you keep the salt? I mean, have you got jars or, I mean, how do, how do one keep? And, and, and it's, has salt got a, uh, like an a, a expiry date? Well, yeah, unfortunately, us as humans, we always create systems. So, you know, that Himalayan rock salt that's 250 million years old, I don't know if you've seen the packaging on Facebook where someone comes back, oh, I bought it last week and it just expired. Um, it's never going to expire. They found salt going back as far as the Egyptians in tombs, okay. still in pristine condition. So as long as it's looked after well, uh, kept in a cool place because temperature changes salt. So the, the things that a lot of the commercial guys are doing are adding additives to it, stabilizers to stop salt from leaching or getting wet or damp as we mm. experience in, in winter specifically but also through time and change. So salt is hygroscopic. It takes in moisture, releases moisture. It's a natural living product. So essentially it doesn't age or have any expiry dates. Quite fascinating, Christy. When we come back, I want to chat to Craig a little bit about what he's currently doing and what he's up to. So we'll be back straight after this. Well, we're busy with business lunch with Lindy and she's chatting to Craig Cormack, the salt chef. Lindy. I was wondering, Craig, do you ever get tired talking about salt? You mentioned doing over 650 dinners. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's something so special. Every single time it feels like the first time. I mean, I literally bath, eat, sleep, drink, season uh, salt. I live it every single day of my life and it's never, never boring. Mm, So your passion has found you for sure. You've been involved at Waterfit for quite a while. Just give our listeners a, an idea of where you are and what you and Bode Toy, your partners, currently involved in. Yeah, so uh, Waterfit is very special. I think I'm, uh, we, should I say, are very blessed um, in a sense of I think every chef's dream would want to be based at Waterfit. It's such an idyllic location, beautiful, pristine, quality-driven and I think that's where our food also fits into, I like to think. Um, and also being quite unique. Uh, we're one of the only food and wine uh, and salt pairing venues in the world, uh, mm, as far as I know. Wonderful. So it's a nice little attitude to have in the regards to salt and honoring salt, the mineral. That's my absolute pleasure. 
but yeah, so we trade from a Tuesday through to a Sunday. Uh, we only do lunches. And we like to take our customers and clients through a salt experience, which we have on the table for them as a little interlude and a little educational blurb. And that just to yep. fabulous. So we've got a book for that, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, okay. it's best to do, especially with summer coming. The, the, sure. the restaurant fills up very quickly. So a bit of a salt tasting experience with that at Waterford. Correct. And then what else? Uh, Goose Roasters has been our baby. Um, it's now, I call it it for no better word, or she is now actually just turned 18 years old. Um, so that's very special for me. This journey started in 2005 and it's just grown immensely. And uh, due to the help of great chefs along the way, which borrowed the toys, one of them, uh, we managed to do more together than me, myself uh, and I. Um, so, <laughs> so we've been able to grow the goose roasters into a really solid, uh, catering for no better mm. word. I hate using that word, but it's sort of really people understand what it is from launches. Bespoke functions, Correct. Uh, weddings. Dinners at home, bring yes. salt to you. Um, so Lovely. all of these wonderful things. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you can remember in the heart of COVID, Father's Day, and you were, you were like doing what everyone else was doing, just trying to stay busy. I, I, mm. I wonder if you remember mm. going around delivering packed Father's Day baskets. <laughs> I do. I remember that day so clearly. And I got this most amazing delivered basket <laughs> and it was charcoal black buns with the most amazing pulled pork. And we had this amazing Father's Day lunch. <laughs> Craig, to this day, it was the most wonderful, lovely experience. I wonder if you can remember that. Mm. And it just shows the person that you are and the things that you've done through the years just to keep going. Mm. And, and I respect that of you so, so much. Can you even remember that? And I mean, so maybe that leads me to my question. What has been some highlights with your amazing career? Sure. There have been so many. I've been so blessed. But yeah, COVID, uh, I'm sort of forgetting a little bit about it yeah. now. But uh, it was a time of innovation and everyone says you need to reinvent the wheel. You need to think out of the box. I'm so tired of thinking out of the box. <laughs> Can I just stay in the box? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'm cool. You'll be, you'll be okay with the normal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, those were special days. And um, yeah, it, it teaches you to dig deep again. And I think mm. that's always important in business uh, where you're always able to go to those levels deeper than you ever it's think you can. It's almost humble. You know, it almost humbles one yeah. just back to a basic meal, Greg. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah it's exactly that. And yeah, highlights. Gosh, I've got so many. Uh, I think the salt brand, uh, definitely at the top of that. Um, I get a chance to travel so much around the world uh, talking mm. about this product, salt. So um, opportunities, uh, consultancies, we do quite a bit as well. Um, sure. I think National Geographic did a show on salt, didn't they? There was something there was on salt. Something and funny like enough, that? I haven't actually seen it. I do need to get my hands on it. Absolutely. Okay. All right. <laughs> And then lessons learned. I mean, um, being in business yourself, um, some lessons that you've learned or advice you can give. Yeah, I'm um, sure. It, that's, uh, when, when we were chatting about it, I was trying to think about it. And it's almost like everything becomes a blur and everything's okay. And you've kind of got through all those painful moments. But lessons learned, I guess uh, the term school fees is a, a great term used. <laughs> Uh, it's a cost in some way or another, be it uh, financially, a mistake made, uh, a calculation uh, that's done incorrectly or planning or logistics that are mm. not done, uh, especially in our business. Uh, on the goose roaster side, we learn to work in extreme places where someone says to you, I've got I'm this sure. big event. And then they go, 
the whole story is painted so well and they go, oh, by the way, we don't have a kitchen. So, you know, <laughs> it's all about logistics for us. So, you know, that's... But, you know, that's where your mastery comes through, Craig. I think it's the ability to think on your feet, um, work with what you've got and make the best of it. Mm. And and I think you've got amazing qualities in all of the above. Honestly, I do. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, I want to ask you when we come back, um, what is what are some things that you still dream about, if that is even possible after all these years in, in the trade. And yeah, I'd, I'd like to also get an idea of, you know, what drives this passion of yours, if, if, if you could even answer that. So we'll be back just now. Yeah, ons is terug by uh, Business Lunch met Lindy, sexuals met the salt chef Craig Cormack, netty now. We're busy with a Business Lunch with Lindy and she's chatting to Craig Cormack, the salt chef. Lindy. Craig, I'm sure a, a world-renowned chef like yours, your calendar is always bumper-packed with all sorts of things. I want to ask you some highlights that you are excited that's coming up in your calendar. You mentioned the Cape Town Sevens and also some cruise liner. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just before COVID, there was an opportunity to go on board one of the cruise liners, international ones. Uh, I was so honored to be asked. And then COVID came along two weeks Aww. before I had to cancel everything. And that kind of, for me, would have been I think the breaking ground internationally where mm. one has an opportunity to take the brand, especially salt and my own personal direction, the salt chef, um, onto. And then, uh, yeah, another big one would be our international hotel restaurant that we're opening, uh, internationally, uh, in April month, wow. which is super exciting for two South Africans to be on board with the oh, international hotel group. So very, very, very exciting. amazing yeah. achievement. That's yeah. in the new year somewhere. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then what about the Rugby Sevens you mentioned? Um, so Sevens is a, a, an opportunity we get through another uh, chef who gets us on board each year to assist because it's quite a big project. So we have the fortune of cooking for players uh, in the Players' Lounge, uh, media and the coaches. So we get to see them firsthand. Oh, and lovely. And they're huge, eh? Gosh, the guys are big. <laughs> and they do well on and a daily do, basis. And they eat a lot. Yeah, World Cup Sevens uh, we did last year in September. Um, mm. For three and a half days, we cooked for about two and a half thousand people. Five oh and a half my. tons of food was oh delivered. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's immense. Craig, what drives this passion? I mean, why keep on cooking and working with salt? I mean, then what 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 does it do to you as a human being? Sure, I'd, um, I'm very blessed. Actually, I have a great business partner uh, who allows me basically to, to play. Um, so just before COVID, I started playing a lot, um, and then obviously COVID, we had to regroup and get ourselves back together. Uh, it was a rough couple of years, but it's almost forgotten again. And um, now the opportunity comes up again for me to explore. I get the opportunity to travel different countries, cook in different restaurants, meet different chefs. Um, so every day for me is literally, so what do I do now? What's today? What's exciting? <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be Craig. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds all glamorous, but it comes with its own uh, pain and suffering. No, sure. But but saying that, um, I'd never dreamt that I'd be in a situation where I could go to work and go, oh, I think I need to expand on my charcuterie and let's go and do a course on it or let's spend time with the guys. Let's see what dishes we can come up with. So for me, I'm ever, ever dreaming of food and new ideas and concepts mm. and ideas uh, based on not only salt, but just day-to-day -day operation. But Greg, um, you know, you, you sound like tra-la-la, but <laughs> you know, what I'm hearing is 
you've got this innate ability to always recreate, be inventive, um, you know, ask questions, try different things, right? Yes. Uh, do you think that's one of your strengths? It seems like, I don't know if it's just the will to survive. I mean, when I started off in 2005, it was myself and a very well-known chef, very talented chef at that. Uh, we started off here in Somerset West, Bright Street, uh, with a kitchen and a couple of hundred grand loan. And we had a dream and that dream has just evolved to where it is today and it's just grown bigger and bigger. And I think that will to survive each day going, mm. well, we actually have no business, but uh, we have to pay bills at the end of the <laughs> month. And I think that gets instilled into you like that drive, that dedication to say, I can suck business out of any opportunity just That's because amazing. I think it's the, the, the will to survive, really, to be honest. I think it's the grit and the, and the perseverance. Mm. But then somebody's got to be managing all of this. So you've me- briefly mentioned your partner, Bo mm. Dedoy, mm. and that you're privileged to have him as your partner. Mm. It sounds like you guys get along well. I mean, he does one part, you do the other part. Yeah, we, we run day to day in this very casual sort of like I'm doing something, then he's doing something, and then the next day we overlap somewhere. But there's never like a, a, a complete uh, clash of any direction. It all just seems to be the way it was meant to be. Um, so it's like such a perfect melting pot of two people uh, striving for the same goals, same interests for each other and for our business and our staff at the end of the day. But that is so unique. You know, there's so many partnerships mm. out there that's, um, you know, filled mm. with strive and, yeah. you know, day to day hagging and, yeah. and things not working out. So I think that's, that's a big secret to your success. The fact that you found this amazing partner in Bo. And that the two of you can have this amazing dream and work your dream every day. Absolutely. I don't think there's many people, as you say, you always hear these negative uh, partnerships and so on. So, Mm. yeah, I think it's nice when you find those people. So I've been blessed with chefs who in the last 18 years that have the same golden dream. And uh, yeah, for me, I can't ask for more. It's just been an absolute pleasure. So I always like to ask, what gives you hope for our country? I mean, you've got the opportunity. You are going to open up on the international stage. But I'm sure you're gonna. Your roots will always be here, right? But what gives you hope for our country, um, Craig? Absolutely. Um, I think you know South Africa, South Africa, and yes, we're far away from everything, and yes, everything takes longer to get to those points where mm. it seems normal on an international uh, platform. Um, but I think what gives me hope is uh, the youth today; those that are inspired to be shaped. It's not an easy job. It looks great. People always want to come into our industry. And they like to think that it's insanely amazing and that I they can Master be. I think MasterChef has got something to do with that. It glamorizes it, it to the point where everyone can make it, right? Absolutely. And it's good, but also bad. So mm. it's great to see the amateurs coming out at home, having great times uh, and really expanding on their place, which I think is the best way to do it because it's always fun and it's not about the pain and suffering on a day-to-day sure. basis. Um, but yeah, the talent out there, uh, discovering young people who are going to be successful one day, you know, I always look at them and go, gosh, I want to get this guy to the top. And sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we don't. Um, but yeah, that's, I think what inspires me most, you know, and, and placing chefs overseas and also just working, growing with them and hopefully that you are that, uh, beginning for them basically. Craig, again, it's been such an absolute honor to speak with you and, um, you know, you are a master at what you do. And, um, you know, what strikes me is you, you know, you're just staying humble, but what an amazing icon. And, um, I love following you. I love your story. And I just wish for you the absolute best for you and Bo. I can't wait. I'm definitely going to book a lunch at Waterford and look forward to having that salt experience again. 
Thank you so much for coming in today. Definitely. Lindy, it's such an honor and pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity for this. Thank you. Well, thanks, Craig, for coming in. Lindy, natuurlijk sien ons vir jou weer volgende week hierdie tyd op Helderberg FM.